In order to become great in the eyes of God, you must first become little. Hey everyone, I'm Age. It's Ricky. And this is Small Like Paul episode three. Um, if if that means that there's episode one and two, so if you haven't gone to see that, maybe after this episode, you can you know click on our channel or however YouTube however YouTube works, and you can watch those videos uh, real quick and you know comment, subscribe, like, share all those good things that Ricky loves to. Uh, uh, say at the end of the video, um, and I just want to take this time. I want to take this time to yeah. thank you guys um, for yes. all the support that you guys have given us, um, all the love that you guys have shared. And you want to, we want to give back. You know, we want to share that love back by thanking you. And and um, uh, um, we have this crazy giveaway coming out. No, I'm just kidding. We have no giveaway, but we just still want to thank you guys, um, just from our hearts. And uh, hopefully, that's enough. And hopefully soon we can, you know, do something special. But um, let me stop talking before I get in trouble with HR. So go ahead. Uh, Ricky, you want to take care of me? Yeah, man. HR is coming for you right now, like as we speak. I said um, too much. I said you said too much, man. The, 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 the people are coming. Um, no, guys, we're super appreciative of all the support that we've been receiving so far. It's been incredible. Um, it's been an outpouring of support. People have been sharing. Um, you know, we really want to hear from you guys too like you know comment down below this video comment down below the other videos as well um let us know what you guys want us to talk about uh what you guys want us to touch on if you have a favorite favorite letter of paul's um let us know you know keep us posted because we want to speak about the things that you guys want us to speak about um and we want this to be uh a small like paul this journey uh to be as interactive and engaging as possible so that's really what we want at the end of the day we want it to be for the glory of um, the kingdom of God, you know. Um, so that's that is our motive. That's our goal. And so we just want to thank you guys for helping us achieve that in whatever way you can, um, and whatever way you have so far. So thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll let you know when the giveaway comes. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, today, guys, we are getting into a very new uh, a new teaching. Um, we're really excited about it. We've been talking about it a good amount. Uh, me and Age. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we want to share it with you guys. So, uh, we're going to be talking about the book of Philippians. Can you say that again, Ricky, real quick? Yeah, yeah. Um, so today, uh, we're going into something that we're really excited about. Um, and that is the book of Philippians. Um, we're going to the book of Philippians today. Um, basically, uh, a lot of people have heard about the book of Philippians. It's a very famous chapter of, a uh, very, very famous book of the Bible. Um, yeah. a lot of people have heard of it from Philippians 4 verse 13 there's a lot of other really famous verses. yeah you you've seen it on someone's instagram bio you know it's like <laughs> right. oh that's exactly. just, it might be on your instagram bio, and that's totally fine it's just a popular verse no right, no judgment ahead. here um you know it might be on an athlete's you know you know sneaker or cleat or whatever it may be um i can do all things through christ who strengthens me it's an amazing verse but we actually wanted to go into philippians chapter one today um, that's what we're going into today specifically. Um, we're going to start off with verses 12 through 18. Um, we're going to go on to some other verses later on after that. But I wanted to go in a little bit of the background of where Paul is um, in the time that he's writing this letter to the um, Church of Philippi. So real quick, just to give you guys a quick little background. Um, basically, uh, historians estimate that this book... This letter was written in about AD 49. All right. So, you know, and you can actually look to see when Paul established the uh, Church of Philippi in Acts 16. Um, Acts chapter 16 is there. Um, so basically, Philippi 
is the very first Jesus community that Paul establishes in Eastern Europe. Um, and basically, it's a Roman colony in Macedonia. Um, you know, it's filled with um, an assorted group of people, but mostly it's like kind of patriotic nationalists, like these soldiers um, that... When Paul went there, he actually faced a lot of resistance when he was preaching the gospel over there. Um, and when he when he's established the church and when he's left, um, the Christians that remained there, the Christians that stayed and were building up the church, actually faced a lot of persecution themselves as well. So at the time that Paul is writing this letter to them, this is basic. The backstory is basically Paul is in prison. Um, yeah. You know, this is one of Paul's many times that he was imprisoned. Um, he's imprisoned um, in, in the book of Acts and he's imprisoned um, just many times when, when he's writing these letters. He's writing them from prison. Um, and it's pretty amazing to see um, the stuff that he writes about from prison. But basically, he uh, the church of Philippi found out that he was in prison for preaching the gospel. Um, and they don't know exactly what time this was that he was in prison, but basically they found out about this. They sent um, an advocate, one of the leaders of the church, um, named Epaphroditus, to Paul um, to let him know, one, um, they're supporting them. They sent him a financial gift um, with Epaphroditus and that they loved him, um, that they needed encouragement. They were kind of giving an update as to um, what was going on in their church, so on and so forth. So... Paul basically decides, okay, I'm going to write them a letter, um, a handwritten letter to give to Epaphroditus to send and, and share the good news um, back to the church. And that's what the book of Philippians is. No, so he wanted to thank them. He wanted to update them on where he's at. You know, I'm in prison, but, you know, this is for the glory of God, so on and so forth. He wanted to give them some wisdom and he wanted to encourage them. Um, and so that's basically where we're at. That's where Paul is at um, when he's writing this. So that is the context that you should remember um, specifically that he is in prison, in prison. as he writes this. As um, he writes this, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he mentions it, but just yes. to keep that in mind, you know, think of him writing this in prison. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't. That's a key. It's a key point. It's a big point. It's a big yes, thing. For sure. Um, all right, so let's go into it. Let's um, let me read it. I'll read it. Um, I'm gonna be reading um, verse 12 through 18, Philippians yeah. 1, 12 through 18. Um, so here we go. <clears throat> I want you to know, brothers, that my situation has turned out rather to advance the gospel, so that my imprisonment has become well known in Christ throughout the whole Praetorium and to all the rest, and so that the majority of brothers, having taken encouragement in the Lord for my imprisonment, dare more than ever to proclaim the word fearlessly. Of course, some preach Christ from envy and rivalry, others from goodwill. The latter act out of love, aware that I am here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not from pure motives, thinking that they will cause me trouble in my imprisonment. What differences does it make? As long as in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is being proclaimed. And in that, I shall continue to rejoice. And in that, I rejoice. Indeed, I shall continue so, to rejoice. Yeah. Just take that in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's um, There's a reason that we wanted to talk about specifically these verses. Um, we have, I mean, we have, a, when we were reading these, um, age, we, we had a lot of thoughts, man. There's a lot of stuff did, yeah. that kind of went through our heads. Um, 
regarding and the, the crazy thing is the craziest thing is is you can relate so much of what Paul writes at this time you know, 1900 plus years ago uh, to what we're going through right now you know in this mm. in this day and age in different in different you know instances in different senses you know what I mean it's pretty crazy yeah so I think the biggest takeaway for me um, it's when you keep in mind that this guy is in prison, you know, Paul is in prison. He's in prison right now. Uh, and he says it in the first, he says it in the first verse. He says, yeah. um, I want you guys to know, I want my brothers um, and sisters to know that my situation has turned out rather to advance the gospel. Mm. He's saying my situation is not that I'm in prison. My situation is, you know, I'm advancing the gospel here in prison. It's working, yeah. you know, whatever they, they trying to imprison me for preaching the gospel. Yeah. And what am I doing in, in prison? I'm still preaching the gospel. Yeah. I'm preaching. He says all throughout, all throughout the whole praetorium, the, the guards, you know, other prisoners. Um, and it's just, it's just a reminder of, you know, um, that whole, you know, cliche of obstacle, turning that obstacle to opportunity. Um, and it goes back to our um, episode two, you know, rejoicing in that suffering. Yeah. Um, Cause Paul can easily choose to be a prisoner. Paul can easily choose to be, you know, what he is titled right now, what he's, uh, um, yeah, what they're claiming him to be, right. you know, um, um, in prisons. <laughs> he, uh, and the whole thing is, the whole thing is, you know, um, is not to be what you're expected to be, to, to move beyond those measures. Um, and that's what exactly what he's doing. Um, he's not being a prisoner. He's continuing to preach the gospel um, in any situation that he's in. And he says, um, and so that the majority of my brothers have taken encouragement in the Lord from my imprisonment, dare more than ever to proclaim the word fearlessly. Yeah. I mean, this, that is powerful stuff. Like this, this idea of a perspective shift is something that we talked about a lot. Um, when we were going over the verses, um, where you are kind of in your mind state your mind frame is where you'll be right like it yeah like a lot of times we talk about you let yourself yeah right we talk about this saying of it is what it is right and you know say la vie right the french saying such is life right such is life um that's kind of the 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 thought process right it is what it is whatever it is it is what it is. and that's a and that's true sometimes there are only there you know you can control what you can only control right um but what Paul is saying is like, no, it's not what it is. It is what I make of it, right? Like my yeah. situation is what I make of it at this time. And I can either choose to be a victim or I can choose to be living in victory, right? Yeah. I'm going from the victim mentality to victor mentality, right? And so uh, the idea that, okay, here I am imprisoned for preaching the gospel. I'm innocent, literally. All <laughs> I'm doing is preaching what I know is truth. But instead... I realized, oh, shoot, this is advancing the gospel. The people in here, the prisoners um, that were Christians that, you know, were scared to talk about it. Now they're being bold and courageous to be able to speak about it. The people that weren't Christians, they're learning from my witness who I am that, wow, Christ is the savior. Like Christ is the Messiah that we've been waiting for. The prisoner, the prison guards are seeing this and they're becoming encouraged because of Paul's in prison. The prison guards are like, hmm. They're like, (laughs) <laughs> mm. all right i see i see you know and so and so this idea of that people see who you are like if we are living in christ and we are walking in christ people will see that this there's a quote yeah. that says 
um, preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. Now, obviously, yeah. Paul used words incredibly well, better than me and Adrian will ever be able to. Ever, ever. <laughs> but it's his witness, his very being, his very his very um, presence was this encouragement to these prisoners that they saw him living not in agony or in this kind of perception of suffering. Like, yeah, of course, I'm sure he was suffering. But rather, he lived with this joy of the gospel. Say that again. You said they said they saw him living like not, not in agony and where? He, yeah, so they lived him in this. In this you said that he. Yeah. yeah, this this perception of suffering, um, but rather no, it wasn't that, and he might have been suffering, yeah, for sure, but rather he lived in joy of the gospel, like this joy of knowing the truth that Christ is the savior, Christ is the savior of him, and 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 all those that were there, um, he knew the truth and he lived in that, he walked in that, um, so that's the crazy part about yeah. it, um, is that our witness is who we are. You know, you know, it's, 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 it's really powerful. <laughs> it's powerful. No, I want to take a moment. I want to just break the fourth wall real quick and say, sorry if there's any connection uh, issues where we're trying to rejoice in the suffering right now of that. <laughs> uh, and we're trying to just get past it and pretend like it's not a thing. Um, <laughs> but let's go back to what you're saying. Yeah. Like being, um, um, like what well, you said some the witness exactly uh, i think i have a i have a story about this um and i'm not i'm gonna leave names out i'm gonna leave um i guess i'll leave settings out too i don't want to i don't want to like i just want to keep this very broad but i was in um in certain place and i i okay i'll just say the gym all right i go to the gym i work out a lot everyone knows i work out a lot some people may think i work out too much <laughs> but i work out however um however much i think i should and <laughs> and how and i enjoy it i like working out yeah um and that's what i can choose to do when i go to the gym just be that guy that works out just the guy in the gym is what i can be and um that's the problem with you know that's the problem with this with with, with not with just allowing yourself to be where you are and just be that, you know, title or um, that version of you, just to be that, um, rather than being um, a witness in those moments um, of Christ and of like of your testimony um, in that matter. And um, I think it was made known that uh, I have um, this faith uh, that I have, you know, and I have, and I'm a part of, you know, um, Christian I'm just a part of the yeah the Christian beliefs exactly I think it was made it was made known by you know maybe my actions maybe the things that I've said maybe I mentioned it a few times um, when at the gym and um, <clears throat> and you never really know how much of an impact that's gonna make on people I mean look at Paul could have just been a prisoner but he chose to keep going and um, it's crazy when I read this I was like wow like I had I hadn't read this I hadn't read this verse um, at that moment um, you know prior to like prior to that moment right. um but basically it all came down to during exodus actually um i i, I had a message from someone who i i've worked out with uh, a few times in the gym and um they messaged me and they said hey um hey man uh i want to i want to talk to you like i want to really be released from uh from from pornography i want to be released from masturbation like i i um you know I, i've been struggling and i just you know like i want you to help me, you know, keep, you know, be account, like help, hold me accountable yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and I'm doing this fast. I'm, he's, he's telling me, I'm um, doing this, this fast. I'm doing this, um, kind of, I guess it was like some program and it was for 30 days. Um, but little did he know in that moment 
that I was in Exodus, I was in the midst of Exodus 90, overcoming Exodus 90, yeah. um, getting over that hill. And I only had 30 days left. And I told him that, and I was like, I was like, dude, like, like this couldn't literally have come at a better second. Like, like, um, <laughs> and, and when I think about it, like, I, I mean, <clears throat> in those moments, um, you just gotta like, thank God and praise God. And, um, and like, it was definitely not a coincidence, but it, it, it brings me back to just to this moment of, um, you know, going beyond the measure of what, you know, right. what you may be, uh, you may seem like, or, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to get, but just, you know, for well, example, Paul didn't, he wasn't a prisoner. He didn't choose to be a prisoner. Like he was a prisoner. Yes. But he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't just a prisoner yeah. is what I'm saying. You I know, think, I, I didn't. Yeah. I think, bro, and sorry to interrupt. I think what this no, goes into, thank you. what this goes, <laughs> what this goes into is identity, right? What is your identity? Where does your identity lie? So instead of viewing yourself as just like some, you know, gym rat or whatever it may be, um, not, I use that term affectionately. Um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I've, I've been going with AC CrossFit lately too, so <laughs> I, I consider that an affectionate term. Um, but I, what I mean, so, so in Paul's sense, right, he could have viewed himself at, in that victim mentality of a prisoner, but rather he viewed himself as a son of God. You know, that was his identity. That's where his identity lies. And, you know, for us, that's where it has to lie yeah. as well. Like, um, we are sons and daughters. Right. That's who we are in this world. That is who we are witness to. That's, um, you know, what our purpose and our calling to be um, is constantly like consistently in, in, in every aspect of our life. We need the Lord to be Lord over all of our lives instead of just certain portions of our lives. Right. And so when you're walking in that gym and you are being a witness like you the encounter that Christ has had in you um, that, you, you know, when you encountered him is follows you everywhere you go. And so your identity lies in being a son. Um, and so, yeah, people s clearly saw that. And, and this guy, um, shout out to him, kudos to him. Um, he saw that and he reached out to you. He was courageous enough to to respond to that invitation of love, you know. So um, yeah. through literally just your witness of being a Christian. So that's beautiful, bro. I Thank you for sharing that. That's Yeah, but it's honestly, it's honestly, I, I think it, when I read this, um, I understood it more like, I, I really think that, I mean, I'm not going to say it was by chance or by luck, but I, it, it kind of gave me, um, it was like, man, I got to do more of this. Like, I need to make it more known. Because I feel like with this certain individual, I was probably a little bit more, um, like we had a little, we have more of a personal relationship where like um, it was, it was, it was made more known through personal dialogue. But I feel like I can do better. I can be like Paul in the sense where, um, I don't want have to have to, uh, I don't want people to have to ask me, you know, like, oh, what what are what is your what are your beliefs and stuff like that. I want people to know. I want to read it right off my skin. Yeah. Um. I want people to know, and um, because I want I want to know from my from my actions and and uh just the way that I carry myself, like, be that witness in that in that moment. Like that's that's what my goal is, you know. And I think that that spoke to me in a way of like, man, I could be so much better. Um. But yeah. yeah, no, a thousand percent. I think it leads really well into actually what we wanted to talk about even more in verse 18 at the end of that section. Um, verse 18, it says here, what difference does it make? As Because he's talking about, um, you know, these different people that were preaching out of either selfish ambition, um, yeah. impure, impure motives. And, you know, thinking that while he's in prison, he's like, oh, this is my chance. Like these, pre these preachers um, out in the world. 
uh, were saying, oh, this is my chance. Paul is in prison. This very, you know, well-renowned preacher at this time, right? Like, let me let me get my chance. But Paul says this, and this is really interesting. This is really surprising. I think it should kind of um, reach out to all of us. It says he says, "What difference does it make as long as in every way, whether in pre- whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is being proclaimed? In that yeah. I rejoice. Indeed, I shall continue to rejoice." I think this is really interesting because a lot of times, and we see. You know, within the greater Christianity, right, um, you know, the sphere of it all, right, we see people who have this idea of like this prosperity gospel kind of mentality or people that preach for whatever preachers and sneakers or whatever it may be, uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. yeah. And so, um, <coughs> I've heard that. you know, we see, yeah, it's, it's, it's a real thing. <laughs> um, and so this idea of like, okay. These people are preaching, and by the way, we're not, you know, kind of, we're not trying to, uh, what's the word, like, absolve any people who are, like, whatever, you know, teaching false teachings or whatever it may be. That's not what we're trying to get into. More so, we want to get into, like, even for an example, an example, a really good example um, is a person like Kanye West. Like, a lot of people have seen him doing what he's been doing the last couple of years. Um, Yeah. You know, talking about his conversion experience, right? Like, he released an album called Jesus is King. Um, you know, he, he's been working with a Sunday service choir, um, and he's had this very public conversion, almost in a, in a sense, a Saul to Paul kind of moment. And we don't want to, you know, put him in that category, but like, you know, he has had this very public conversion and, you know, he's mentioned it before, you know, at the time when he put out Jesus is King, he's like, yeah, I'm a baby Christian. Like I'm still learning so on and so forth. And so a lot of people saw this as like, oh, what if he's just trying to have like, what if he has these selfish motives? Like, what if he's just trying yeah. to like make the next wave or whatever it may be? Um, yeah. But it was, I think that's, yeah. oh, go, go, bro. I think, no, I think what you're hitting the nail. It's so important. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Kanye. Let's talk about, um, that's a, that's a perfect example because from my personal experience, I was skeptical of Kanye as well when he was you know starting to come out more with this Christianity when you we kind of knew from I mean if you're a music junkie you, know, you kind of know like you know Kanye kind of um he had those hints of um I guess Christianity in his music but you know his music wasn't quite you know right. morally you know <laughs> uh didn't really align with my morals uh, um but I still listen to it because I, I mean, I, I, um, I, used, I grew up kind of listening to Kanye and stuff. I think most of our era kind of did. Yeah. So, um, Full disclosure, but, we're, we're both Kanye fans. Both, <laughs> yeah. Like we, we yeah. grew up listening to his music. We're, I mean, his that's, music, yeah. that's like our generation, like, you know, and he, yeah, but yeah, exactly. Like musically speaking, like there's so much, um, so much, like there's, there's so much in it's, it's very r- musically rich. A lot of his albums and whatnot. And so you yeah. see something like you were saying, like you see something like Jesus walks and things like that that have a hint of Christianity, but not something like, like so blatant, like an album called Jesus is King, right? Exactly. And then it becoming. Yeah. So you become, you know, skeptical in the sense where it's like, um, I don't know, man, like you're calling yourself a Christian now, but you know, if I, if I look up your name as much as I, I, I loved your music when I was like in high school, like now I, it doesn't sit right when it comes on on in my car, even though it's on my on my phone, it doesn't sit right when your old music comes on and I'm listening to it, uh, I don't feel good. So it's like when I see you come out with an album titled Jesus is King and every single every single song is basically pro- proclaiming Christ as King, um, I'm like, yeah, that's great, man, that's awesome, Kanye. 
but what about the other music that you have on like are you gonna take that off like what like like i don't know it's 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 just like a it's i i was very skeptical about it i was like i i think if you went that extra mile um and like took that music off maybe that will prove something more to me that you you really have gone through this conversion or in a sense for me you know? like it was more of like it was almost like a skepticism of like is this just a phase like is this just a mm. season of his life like well it's just from yeah is this for and paul says it here you know people some some people pre- um preach out of envy and all that stuff you know maybe you know this is the market you know like you got to think of these things you know yeah. like this the market he's trying to hit this is the human this is the human <clears throat> nature in us is like okay What's his motive? Like, what's his action? Yeah, exactly. What's yeah. his behind? Man? What's, yeah. what's he's getting at? Right, exactly. And, so, and then Paul, and Paul says it. Um, it kind of shuts us up here, because um, Paul kind of he's going through this. Paul sees this, you know. Yeah. Um, and he says, you know, what difference does it make? Right. What difference does it make? As long as, um, in every way, whether in pretense, or in truth, whether out of envy, out of rivalry, or whatever. Um, Christ is being proclaimed. Yeah. And in this, I rejoice. And um, and that's so true. And when we read that and we were talking about Kanye, we thought about like, I thought I thought about like, what about these kids um, who are listening, I guess, Kanye and, uh, and, and maybe you have never heard the name of Christ, which is probably impossible, like <laughs> unlikely because, you know, Christ is, is the famous person, most famous person probably. Everyone knows his name. Everyone knows who he is, whether yeah. you believe him or not, believe in him or not. Um, but you know, in that particular household, that kid who listens to Jesus is King, the day that it drops and, you know, here's Kanye basically praising, um, Christ in every song. How does that affect him? You know, in a sense that right. you're, he's proclaiming, um, whether I believe his intentions are, are correct or not, or out of humility or not, um, what's the difference right i mean uh, the number one like some of the some of the number you know songs on the, the hot 100 billboard at that time were from an album called jesus is king that name was yeah. plastered <laughs> everywhere for like yeah. you know a, a short period of time and it still is it's still very popular i i listen to some of the music from the sunday service choir when i work out you know like yeah. it's you know it is and you, you mentioned it, like, for a kid that grew up, and who knows, like, you know, you've heard probably the, heard the name of Jesus wherever you are. But like maybe your parents grew up, you know, like when you grew up with your parents hating Christians or whatever it may be, and, like, you only heard you only saw um, Christianity from a certain perspective, you know. Um, whereas you grow up maybe, you know, like, looking up to this guy, and yeah. all of a sudden he starts talking about Jesus Christ, like as the messiah the savior of all right and he says it you know and it's in all of his music it's like what like you know it, it throws you for a loop and so at the end of the day all of his songs yeah yeah and so at the end of the day if there is an album out there called <coughs> jesus is king and people are coming to christ one way or another that is that that's we should rejoice in that you know and obviously that who yeah. we are as formed christians if we are formed christians that it's our duty and our responsibility to make sure to watch out for our fellow christian brothers new christians new believers to make sure that um you know they are finding the right teachings and, and you know like kind of uh you know like m- making sure that they're not looking to false teachings or whatever it may be you know that's our job yeah. as formed christians we have to hold each other accountable we have to you know um, make sure that we're, you know, really following the precepts of Christ. But if people are learning about Jesus for the first time, really, truly who he is in that context of like who he was to Kanye at that time, 
that's a beautiful thing. You know, that's whatever yeah. whatever it leads to, whatever it might lead to. Like, if that's just the first instance, that's a beautiful thing, and we should rejoice in that. So that's kind of the mentality that we came away with. It is like whether or not you were skeptical of whether or not that's just a season in, in Kanye's life, whether it continues to be just a season in his life, um, we should rejoice that Christ is being proclaimed. Yeah. All in all. Amen. Um yeah, it's it's tough. It's very it's a little controversial, I'd say. I mean, people you may not agree with it. Um, yeah. People might still not like Kanye or, or think his motives are right. Um, you know, people might you know go on off about you know maybe his mental mental um, mental health and and uh, those are all different factors. But I, we're talking about the album. We're talking about that specific album and how um, it could have you know shaken. Uh, I don't know the world shaking something in someone um <laughs> you never know right um so absolutely i think i, I think paul hits it in the nail you know like um hits the nail on the head when he when he talks about it and he says like he's just like what's the difference like he he knows like i, I think paul is going to the same thing that all of us go through like he he has these thoughts he has these human thoughts like yeah like man, like these people are not doing it right. Like they're not doing it right. Or he has his own his own thoughts about it, whether he's right or wrong. But he's like, man, this is not uh, this is not how you should do it. You know, it's 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 you gotta you got you can't be doing this out of rivalry or to bring me down. I think he, he says that out of or out of selfish ambition. But then he corrects himself and he's like, man, like why am I worried about this? Like it's, at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's not about how I proclaim it. It's not about how he proclaims it. It's about the proclamation of Christ. So, so yeah. um, that's it's powerful, bro. It's hard. It's I mean I I I, I definitely probably had to sit down and I mean clearly he was sitting down when he like, and he wrote this down. <laughs> so he, he put it some thought. He put some thought, but we don't really know the actual conflict that he had. You know, it's it's yeah. it's difficult, especially being in prison, feeling so you know locked in. You know, and something we Where, should mention. Being, yeah. Something yeah. that we should mention about the fact that he's in in prison right now, and, and we're going to probably move on to um, the second set of verses. It's just a few verses that we wanted to go into um, even more. Um, something that we should mention is he talks about this idea of joy, rejoicing. Like he says, and in that I rejoice, indeed I shall continue to rejoice. There is it, Joy is like the major theme of this letter of Paul's, right? He literally, the, the word joy or rejoice shows up 16 times. Um in this in, in in this section right and so a lot of people actually look at this as the letter of joy they deem this letter to the philippians the letter of joy and the crazy thing is going back to the perspective going back to the context of this guy's in writing this in prison how how can yeah. he possibly be writing out of joy and we mentioned it last uh last episode about rejoicing and suffering like how do you rejoice in your suffering and so what we're going to get into now is you know this idea that he's about to he's about to kind of weigh out whether or not you know, he might die like pretty soon you know he's imprisoned for how you know whatever time this was that he was in prison yeah he might have already up been for execution right yeah. and it's possible that he could have been up for execution so i want to get into that right now um and and to read um verses uh, 20 through 24 so let's let's do that um so i'll read sure. that <clears throat> so it starts here in verses verse 20 uh, my eager expectation and hope is that I shall not be put to shame in any way, but that with all boldness, now as always, Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. 
If I go on living in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. And I do not know which I shall choose. I am caught between the two. I long to depart this life and be with Christ, for that is far better. Yet that I remain in the flesh is more necessary for your benefit. Dude, off the bat, like, yeah. this is, this is, I mean, he is saying, okay, I'm here in prison and look, I got to face the reality of this. There is a chance I don't come out of here alive. Like, there's a yeah. chance that I might be executed at the end of my imprisonment here. Um, yeah. But what he is saying here, and it's crazy to me, is that he's, for him, dying for Jesus isn't even the true sacrifice. It's staying alive. Staying alive would be the true sacrifice for Christ because he longs to be in the arms of Christ. That's what he longs for. He said to live to live is Christ, to die is gain. We always talk about gains. We talk about gains in the gym. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is the gain. This is the gain that we are all looking for. He wants to be in the arms of his beloved. That's what he, that's what he longs for. And so, but for him... And we actually look at, you know, we look at these martyrs throughout church history and rightfully so, like these were incredible people that gave their lives for the gospel. Like, wow. Like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, how look to lay down your life for the gospel, for the truth, for what you know. But it's it's not easy. Like that's not an easy thing to do. And so we look at these martyrs, even some that were put to death by Paul. Like Paul, remember, was a persecutor of Christians, a killer of Christians. Yeah. Look, we look at someone like Saint Saint Stephen, who is the very first martyr of the church, and Paul was there present at his stoning. You know, so we look at some of these martyrs, and we see, oh my gosh, this giant sacrifice for Christ, dying for the name of the gospel, and it is. But for Paul, his true sacrifice was enduring, and mm. building the kingdom while he was there. He's like, no. Listen, I'm I'm caught between these two ideas because to die is to be with my beloved and then to live is to continue to spread the gospel, which I know is necessary. Yeah. So he's caught between these two ideas and it's, it is, that is wow. Like, first of all, talk about a perspective shift. A lot of, a lot of us look at death like this end all be all, even though we know as Christians, we know the truth that if we have followed the precepts of the Lord and we've walked in this life, we walk the walk, we talk the talk, truly, authentically, we get to be in eternal communion with the Father. It's just the beginning, yeah. Right. Um, but that it, it's a crazy perspective shift. Like, it's a win-win. It's a win-win it's a for win. him. Yeah. You know, a win for, for him or a win for the kingdom to for him to continue to preach the gospel. Exactly. And I, the, the part that I love the most is... Um, I mean, everything is, is beautiful about that. Like, um, but the part that I love the most is he says, uh, I'm caught between the two. He's torn between the two. You know, he's torn between, um, you know, being in Christ's arms and then being here on earth because because he knows um, if he remains in the flesh, it's more necessary for our benefit or for your benefits, which he was saying to yeah, the, um, the people, the Church of Philippi, people around him. Because um, he knows that, you know, if he's gone... All right, he's gone. Um, but if he stays, more people are going to be listening. More people are going to be hearing the word of God. And and sometimes it sucks. You know, sometimes, you know, 
sometimes you want to, you know, throw the flag um, and just, you know, kind of just, you know, like I've done my work. I've done my work, but, you know, we're, we're called in this case, Paul was called to live longer. He's called to live more and um, and yeah. to continue to proclaim and continue to spread spread the good news. And um, we can we can put that in our own perspectives and our own experiences of, um, when you're listening to this. And, you know, I'm thinking of the moments where I where I've wanted to kind of just, you know, I was torn between two things and I knew that, um, you know, what I had to do. And at the end of the day, yeah, it's a win-win. It's a sure. win-win situation. And we can't, um, yeah, it's that's a win-win. Really good. No, but that's really good. Like these two decisions, you know, sometimes what you want to do and then what you have to do. That's, yeah. really, that's a really good point. And, you know, we've all had those situations where, you know, we know in our heart of hearts, what what am I be being called? Like what is, what is really the thing that I need to do? Like what am I what? Um, Pope John Paul II says this actually. He says free will is not the ability to to do whatever we want to do, but to the ability to choose to do what's right. Like that. Like what? Like <laughs> you know that's what free will truly is. And so Paul well, knows. So, so yeah, true. Yeah, so true. And Paul knows in his heart of hearts, like I'm. I still got work to do. Like I still got work to do while I'm exactly. Here. You know I'm. You know people. Yeah, and, go bro, go. And he has. Yeah, he has. He has. Um, he has it set. He's not saying you know I can I can die and be with the father, or I can keep living my life. You know you know, chill. You know do my own thing or whatever. No, I can die and be the father, or I can stay on earth and lead others to the father. Like yes, it, it's it's not it's 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 all leading towards one thing. And I think the main thing is, you know, don't allow, don't be uh, so consumed by the world, distracted by the world that you leave behind your own salvation. Yes. Um, and I think that's the end goal for Paul. Like that's what Paul wants. That's what Paul knows is true. And that's what he knows is true for everyone else around him. Yeah. Um, and he knows it's don't for the leave, benefit don't of Don't leave them. it behind. Right. Exactly. He knows it's for the benefit of them that more people will be saved if I continue to do this. I, I continue to, to rejoice in my suffering, right? And so, <laughs> This idea of, and I'll, t- I'll I'll get personal real quick. Um, Go ahead. Something we love it when you get personal. Come oh, on. you love. Come on, come on. The per- the person, the personal uh, <laughs> anecdotes. That's what the people want. Um, come on. <laughs> no, something something that actually you know, my mom since I was little, I would always get really uh, uncomfortable and almost frustrated with my mom because you know when different things would happen, she you know. My mom would mention like almost like the second coming of yes. Christ, and I would get really uncomfortable with that idea, right? Like she, you know, for whatever reason, she would mention it, um, you know, and I would think about that, and in my own skin, I was uncomfortable because I was like, man, like, I want to live my life, mom. I want to live my life, like, <laughs> like I still have so much left to do in my own selfish ambition, right? Like, exactly. I was like, man, like, I want to get married. Like, yeah. I want to have kids. Like, I want to, um, you know, I want to travel the world. You know, even more recently, like, I want to make art. Like, I want to, yeah. you know, make music. And even, like, even even almost, like, for the glory of God, too. Like, like I want to make music for the kingdom. Like, there's still so much that I have left to do. And so having that, that mindset of, like, oh, man, it would make me slightly uncomfortable when she would talk about the second coming or talk about death too it's like oh man i still there's so much still so much left i want to do god like don't come christ don't come too soon man like just give me a little (laughs) bit more time you know give me a little bit more time time, please please. yeah like you know wait until like you know 2030 or 2040 or whatever like you know it's (laughs) like but i realize now and this is something that i've felt more as of late 
um, especially after our fast too. Like for some reason, when I was going, you know, coming out of the fast, and I think it's partly because of this intimacy with Christ that it allows for. Because like we've talked about a couple times, um, you get to turn out all the other noise, and we get to turn up the the, vo- the voice of God, right? And yeah. it's almost like you long to be with Him more so. Like you know, a lot of like people talk about sin and stuff like that. Um, and like this idea of like, oh, we shouldn't sin because it's bad. Yeah. But the other perspective is, man, I don't want to disappoint my father, you know? And so, um, I long to be with him. Like I've, I've come to this point. It was like, man, like sometimes when like, you know, you experience what, like, you know, a lot of people talk about the, um, craziness of 2020. It's like, oh man, like, oh, everything's for naught and whatever. Woe is me. Kind of this. And it's like that, honestly, truly. And I've experienced it. I'm sure you have experienced it too, bro. Like it's that victim mentality. It's just like, man, like all this crazy stuff, you know, has happened. And sometimes it's like, man, like when life gets me down like that, man, now I just long to be in the arms of my beloved, which is, yeah. you know, yes, for Jesus Christ. Um, you know, and so it's my perspective has definitely shifted on that. However, I know kind of like Paul and I don't want to, you know, give my, my analogize myself to Paul, but it's like, man, like there's a lot more work for me to do while I'm here. That's why we're doing what we're doing right now this podcast is that it's a race yeah it's this we're we're trying to we're trying to run this race to the heart of god but while we're running it like we want to make sure that we are you know building the kingdom while we're here like he did like you know like what 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 paul was talking about it's like man if i can proclaim the gospel in whatever form or fashion it might come and like for us like we're we're musicians like for us we're you know we we make art you know we make art and we want to make art for the kingdom that's what we're doing right now with the podcast too. We want to proclaim the gospel while we're here. Yeah. We got more work to do. You know what I mean? And so that's the perspective that I continue to tell myself when I do have that longing, like, man, I just want to be with Christ one day. I can't wait to be in communion with the father. Like I have that joy. Like I have that desire, that ambition in my heart. I'm like, man, I can't wait. Like I can't wait to go to heaven now um, in this, you know, in that intimacy with him, but having the mindset and the context of like, but there's still work to be done. You know, and so my perspective has definitely shifted like that. You know, when my mom were were to speak about that kind of thing, I don't think about, I don't have that uncomfortable feeling. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like, no, like, are you ready? Like, are you ready? It's that question of, are you ready now? If today was the day, you know, like, yeah. And yeah, so that's, it, it's a crazy, it's, it's a wild thought. We were talking about it and I was like, I was almost, yeah, almost, we- I was reticent to even bring it up. I was hesitant to bring it up because it's like almost like a talking about like the second coming and that kind of thing. Like some people get really, really uncomfortable, like I did when speaking. Yeah, about- I used to, I used to, I used to cringe, man. I used to cringe because you know it's you're you're taught it's a it's it it's bound to happen. It's a beautiful thing, but you know you when you're taught at such a young age, it's like <clears throat> and it's maybe it's Scary. maybe it's one of the maybe it's one of the, like not the disadvantages of growing up in the faith because like you're so young and like, you don't understand. You have so, so many thoughts and emotions and, right. and, and, um, but you know, I mean, you, you learn, you know, the, the goodness of it, but, but yeah, bro, I was in that same position as well. Um, yeah. just being kind of just confused and being like, all right, please not right now. Like, <laughs> please, I, like, let me, like, literally, I think I, I remember to myself being a kid and remember thinking like, let me just have a family, you know, let me just be like, yeah. like, it's not like, I, I remember thinking it's not fair. Right. And that's what a, what a victim mentality that is. It's not fair. And that's just it's scary at first. We, we live, we, we live, yeah. we literally, we live as victims. We come into this world as victims just right, right off the bat. That's what, that's how we think. 
Um, we're worried about um, we're worried about how we feel way too often, and we just need to break that barrier and just yeah, and just just become victors. Um, well, in all in all senses of the world. If I can share word. another quick personal story, something that Go happened ahead. with my um, so my, uh, my family, <clears throat> my my parents have a friend that actually just passed away not too long ago, um, and it's you know it's for us. Obviously, I mean, especially for the family, and make, make sure, guys, if you can lift up um, some prayers for the family. Um, they're a beautiful family, and this man was a beautiful man of God. You know, he built the kingdom while he was here. You know, um, he has an amazing testimony, and, you know, and his, and his, you know, his wife, um, very faithful woman. And the crazy thing is, is, this is another perspective shift for me recently, that he, you know, near the end of his life, um, suffering with cancer, he, you know, he came to this place where he wanted, he longed to be in the arms of his beloved, which was Jesus Christ. And, you know, shortly thereafter him, him passing, um, you know, they would share these, the scriptures of like, you know, well done, my good and faithful servant, you know, and that's so th this idea that we can run this race and get to the, the finish line and the destination and be in the arms of our beloved. Like he is the one that we long for. And he's the one that he longed for. And all this time he was doing such good work, um, spreading the, the gospel, especially to um, in, in, in men's conferences, that, that kind of thing. And the crazy thing was, we were, we were getting ready for, you know, to record this episode. And I realized, oh, shoot, his name is Victor. Like he was, he was a victor. He is a victor. He is in the arms of his, yeah. of Christ now in communion with nice. the Father. I have no doubt. I have no doubt that he is. And so he has that victory that we all want. You know, um, you know, he didn't live his life as a victim. He could have. He could have said, you know, man, I'm dealing with cancer. Like, Lord, how could you put me in this circumstance? How could you put me in? This so easy to fall into that. Yeah. It's oh so yeah, especially in a place that. like that, cancer. Like that is just like, oh man, where am I gonna go? Like. You know the, the the statistics, the percentages, like you know, like like that that would should you know would come to your mind, I'm sure. But rather, he lived his life as a victor, and he uh, wasn't. Yeah, you know, he wasn't just he wasn't just a cancer patient. Yeah, uh, exactly. He wasn't tied down to that to that um, identity. Identity. He right. wasn't tied down to that, and, and so, that's such a beautiful thing. I just wanted to mention that real quick, and prayers out to his family, prayers out to the <coughs> whole um, community of Saint Edwards and whatnot. Um, you know, cause he, you know, for us, it's a loss, but for him, it is the game. It's the, gain. It's the gain, it's gain of a lifetime, you know? <laughs> and so I think that's, um, I think it's beautiful. And just to see someone live their life like that. And now, you know, have this longing to be told, well done, my good and faithful servant. Like you ran the race, you know? And, um, and yeah, so it's, it's powerful. It's, it's emotional, you know? And, um, and that's something that we wanted to kind of talk about at the, you know, and, and, you know, we appreciate you guys sticking around. Like, this is a longer episode, obviously. Uh, we were really passionate about a lot of this stuff. And, um, but this is, I think it's super important. Like, are you ready? Like, are you ready for that, that time? You know, we've, um, experienced a lot of different things this year. Sorry. Um, can you say that again, Ricky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. I can saw you say that, that again. Oh, you said it's it. super important? Yeah, so... You saw um, it cut off? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and thank yeah, you guys I'm like for, boiling. I'm boiling inside. <laughs> thank you guys for bearing with the technical difficulties too, like Skype and stuff like that. We're trying to, you know, kind of work this out, um, you know, but thank you guys. Uh, but basically, this idea of are you ready? The question is of are you ready? Like if, if, if today's the day, you know, like will are you ready to go into his arms or, or, or is there still more work to be done, you know, in your own life, in your own heart? 
Like, it, are there still things that are being held as those obstacles to, you know, living in full communion with Christ? Are there still things that I'm I'm doing in my life, bad habits, sins, um, that yeah. I haven't taken care of and that I need Christ to work on? Um, and whatever it may be. But are you living in that per- perpetual state of grace? And we all need to. Like, you know, me and Adrian included. Like, we you know, are trying to grow and become better, um, you know, and we, we fall all the time. Uh, but is that, that, that striving mentality of like, okay, I want to live in a state of grace. I want to live ready at all times to lay down my life. You know, I don't want to leave it it behind. I don't want to leave it behind. I don't want to be distracted. Um, and also let's keep that in mind and let's keep also in mind, um, Paul and his, and, and in his imprisonment, um, let's keep in mind, um, the witness that he was yeah. um and i'll leave you with this quote um from mother Teresa, um and <clears throat> it's so beautiful it's you know if people i'm gonna paraphrase but if people come to you um seeking christ or looking for christ and just find you uh how sad would that be um and 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 uh and i remember the first time i heard that it hit me uh i know ricky the same and it, it reminds me it's like you know if if yeah. if if people if um, my friend from the gym just saw me um, when he was looking for Christ in the moments where he really needed. If he just saw me, how, where would he be? Yeah. You know how sad would that be? Um, how terrible would that be? You know what right. what what a um, a disservice I would be doing. Yeah. Um, you know to the kingdom. Uh, so let's keep that in mind. Let's keep let's 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 radiate you know Christ and and love from our skin, um, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't express it enough. I mean, that verse. I'll say it one more time if you, if you missed it, because it's literally, it's, it's so. I mean, something that Mother Teresa was great at was she just told you what's up, um, and that's why I love Paul because he just tells you what's up. Yeah, he knows. In that moment, he knew that um, to die was gain, but if he lived, he knew that it would benefit the other, uh, the others around him. Yeah, um, the guards around him, um, the people who had, um, who had no. Um, intentions whatsoever to to even think of Christ, um, but I'll leave you with this the the, ver- the, um, the quote again. If if people come to you looking for Christ and just find you, just just find me, how sad would that be? How terrible would that be? What a world will we live in? What world will we live in, man? It would just it would just be so dull. Um, Can I say something real quick? Like the, the go ahead. Well, for, for one, we both saw that in the same video. Of, yeah, we just, of one yeah. of our favorite YouTubers, Matt Frad. Um, yeah, and it was hilarious because Adrian texts me and he's I'll like, "I'll tell you that." Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that he go texts ahead. me and he said, "Bro, I think I saw you commented on this video." <laughs> because I saw, I I was on my way to work and I heard, um, I heard the quote and I that's like the only thing I took away from the entire video, which oh, was gosh. literally the intention of the video, probably. Um, I think everyone knows when you throw Mother Teresa quote in there and it's so powerful as it is, it's gonna it's gonna take over every other content that you talk about. So if we can leave with you leave anything with you guys, we'll leave that. And and that's what I got from the video that I saw. And I was like, man, what was that quote? Like I, I missed it. I couldn't find it. I was driving, so I was like, I was looking through the comments thinking that someone would write the quote. <laughs> and I'm looking through the comments and I see Ricky's comment and he's literally he literally paraphrased or he he quoted the quote in the comments and he was like, wow, sick or crazy. <laughs> and I was like, dude, this guy, 
And it was on. It was cool. It was cool because I was, was like, so "That's funny. exactly what I needed." Well, yeah. because we we were already planning to start doing the podcast, and you go yeah, through yeah. The, these comments and you see my comments, like, "Man, <laughs> that quote hit me like crazy." <laughs> it's like whatever it was, whatever I said. And um, shout out to Matt Frad. We love that guy. Um, yeah. Very huge inspiration for us to do this podcast and whatnot. But I I t- I, I heard that quote, and that that whole video is powerful. Um, yeah, you're talking about you know uh humility like you know in, within within what we're doing now you know even um it's like some people talk about this you know are, do, it's like this idea of do you have a kingdom mentality or an empire mentality of like are you here to build a kingdom or are you here to build your own brand or your empire and it's like some and i you know heard that quote and i had to repent like i just you know i had to repent for a second for any time that might have happened where you know i'm a worship leader and people will come up to you afterwards you know, after you finish, you know, concert or whatever it may be, and be like, oh, you know, great job, well done, whatever, so on and so forth. And and I always, you know, I always say, and this is, it's, you know, well-intentioned and authentic in the sense that I say, you know, glory to God, like I would give glory to God. But it's like, I hope and I pray, and if the, it is the case that, you know, someone might have come up to me and they really just meant me as opposed to, they, I mean, they were seeking Christ, if, yeah. so, if someone if someone comes to you seeking Christ, if someone comes to Ricky seeking Christ, and they've only met Ricky, like I've failed, you know, yeah. like I I've failed truly, and because that's you know the intention is to live as Christ, to li- to live in Christ, to live walking with Christ, and for people to come away having met me knowing Christ, um, yeah, you know, um, especially in that context, you know, and so I hope that when when we walk, bro, and when you guys walk. Um, that people get to know him through you. It's not. It's not about being blatant all the time. Like I said before, preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. It's about the way you live, the way you act, the way you treat other people. Um, I pray that people might come to you seeking Christ and might come to know Christ, um, just but by, by the way you are and your witness to the world. So with that, um, yeah, let's end in prayer, bro. I'm gonna. Uh, I'll, I'll lead us in prayer. Um. As we do all things in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, um, one, I, I just want to pray for all of those that are watching right now, that are listening um, to this to this podcast, that one, that they might um, come to know you deeper and more deeply and more intimate um, today, um, that they might seek you, and in their seeking, they might find you, Lord. Um, and Lord, that you fill our cups and that you allow them to overflow so that others can see the witness of your love through us, Lord Jesus. Lord, that we can become like Paul and um, to view our lives as a life in Christ, but also to long for you in the way that we might one day hope, hopefully um, have heavenly glory with you and be in communion with you forever, Lord. I pray that that might be the longing and desire of all of our hearts, Lord, um, and that everything that we do in this life is towards that towards that goal, towards that um, finish line, um, just like Paul lived his life, Lord. So I pray that we continue to be witnesses in that way, that we continue to encounter you daily and live in that daily surrender, that daily choice to live in you. We pray this in your heavenly name. Amen. Amen. Son, Holy Spirit. Um, so that's it. Um, that's episode three. It's a longer episode. So, uh, we thank you guys for, uh, staying, um, 
on and watching it. <laughs> and uh, if you like longer longer form episodes like this, you know, let us know. We're trying yeah. different things. We we wanna we wanna do things that you guys um, enjoy and that yeah. you know um, you guys take take a lot from. So yeah. Uh, once again, uh, we're thankful for you guys. We're in this time of Thanksgiving. Amen. So happy Thanksgiving to your family. Happy Thanksgiving, Ricky. Um, and, and I'm thankful for all you guys. Thankful for Ricky. Thankful for our, our fellowship um, and our race. for racing out. And on you guys, too. Um, yeah. Appreciate you all. We love you all. And this is uh, Small Like Paul. And uh, I guess we'll see you in the next video. Peace, guys. Much love. Much love. Any blessings. Keep running that race. Mucho amor. <laughs>